the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Prayer is a direct, person-to-person communication with our Heavenly Father. God is never overwhelmed by too many incoming prayers. Heaven's switchboard is never busy. God is not limited by two ears. He's spirit. I can be talking with him. You can be talking with him. Thousands of people in the Bay Area can be talking with him. Millions of people around the globe can be talking with him. All simultaneously. And you have God's undivided attention. And that, well, that is a commitment by God to you. What a loving God we serve. And we're learning that as we learn how to pray powerfully and effectively. Join us, won't you? This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. We catch up with Leighton in Luke chapter 11. Here today on Study Verse by Verse. Now, if you look at the revivals over the centuries and around the world that have transformed societies and individuals, without exception, every revival began in prayer. Without exception, every revival began in prayer. Without effective prayer, there can be no revival. Prayer is an essential key to revival. Now, culturally, Americans have a tendency to evaluate rather than value. Americans have a tendency to evaluate sermons based on content or delivery rather than value God's truth therein. Now, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah in 55, saying, As the rain cometh down, watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. God's word will not return void. Void means valueless. A voided check is valueless. God's word is not valueless. When God's word has been preached and someone says, I didn't get anything out of that sermon, it's a self-indictment against the listener, not the church or preacher. The listener may not have liked uh, the preacher's style or content, but God's word will not return void, worthless. If God's Word is being preached, there's always value. And we need to value far more often than we evaluate. Now, there's little value in just listening. There's far greater value in doing, taking action based on what we hear. James writes, Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. He will be blessed in what he does. If our personal goal is not to be changed by our study in God's Word, then this is merely an exercise and ultimately a waste of time. What's the point of looking in the mirror if you have no intention of making any adjustments or improvements? You know, when when you look in the mirror, you you see if a hair is out of place. And if it is, what do you do? You pull out a comb or a brush, and you make some changes. If you have no intention of making any changes, then what's the point of looking in the mirror? 
The value of us looking into God's Word is to do so with the intention of making changes for improvement. And God promises that if a person does what the Word of God says, he will be blessed in what he does. So I'd like to give you a, a personal challenge. I'd like to challenge you to make a decision right now that your goal in the coming weeks is to allow the God's truths from God's words that are shared to transform you and your living instead of just being another exercise in gathering information. It's your decision to make, and no one can make it for you. I'd also like to challenge you with an even greater vision. You know, across the globe, revivals have occurred in many cities, and, but to our knowledge, there has never been a revival in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's called the Barbary Coast for a reason. So here's the challenge. Can you imagine being part of making history? Can you imagine future Christian history books recording the first San Francisco Bay Area revival of AD 2006? Someone earlier pointed out it was 100 years ago, 1906, when San Francisco Bay Area experienced an earthquake. Wouldn't it be wonderful if on the 100th anniversary we experienced a spiritual earthquake? Can you imagine hundreds and thousands of souls being released from bondage and corruption? Can you imagine? Can you imagine men and women being released from homosexuality and pornography? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the peace and joy of many children when mom and dad's marriage is healed? Can you imagine? Can you imagine a San Francisco that's filled with God's love? Not the other kind. God's love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Can you imagine? You know, you don't have to just imagine. It can happen because of what God can do, because of prayer. The fruit of the Spirit is released where the Spirit of God is released. And the Spirit of God is released where there is effective, fervent prayer. We're here in the San Francisco Bay Area, you and I. God has put us here. God has put us here for a reason. We have an opportunity to be a part of making history. The history books may never remember our names, but God will. Revival begins with you and with me, each one of us. But although it begins with each one of us, we can't do it alone, not as individuals, not as a church family. But God has already begun prompting hearts and opening eyes, creating vision, stirring passion and resolve. God's Spirit is moving. Let's not miss it. So what do you say? You say, Pastor, I, I, I see, I can see it. I can catch that vision. I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of seeing what God wants to do in the San Francisco Bay Area. It won't be easy. It won't come quickly. It will cost. It will be worth the cost. What do you say? Now, Jesus taught his followers how to pray. And when we read this passage, we can learn also what they were taught. 
Now, there's two versions of the Lord's Prayer, and the one we're giving our attention to this morning is found in Luke chapter 11. It reads, Once when Jesus had been out praying, one of His disciples came to Him as, as He finished and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught His disciples. Now, Jesus' ministry on earth was very short. It was only about three years, about a thousand days, and yet what He accomplished was absolutely profound. And of all of the characteristics that mark Jesus' life, the one that, that seemed to impact the disciples most was Jesus' prayer life. And the disciples, it, it's the only question they ever asked, Lord, teach us how to pray. It's the only thing the disciples asked the Lord to teach them how to do. Now, the Gospels report that Jesus habitually rose early in the morning, often before daybreak, to commune with His Father. And in the evening, He would frequently go to the Mount of Olives or some other quiet spot to pray. The Bible teaches a great deal about the importance and the power of prayer. Abraham's servant prayed, and Rebekah appeared. Jacob wrestled and prayed, and Esau's mind was turned from 20 years of revenge. Moses prayed, and Amalek was struck. Hannah prayed, and Samuel was born. Isaiah and Hezekiah prayed, and 12 hours, 185,000 Assyrians were slain. Elijah prayed, and there were three years of drought. He prayed again, and it rained. And that's just but a small sampling of how the, the Scriptures record God answering prayer. Prayer can be powerful. And if Jesus needed to pray, we need to pray all the more. And Jesus said, When ye pray, say, Our Father. Now Jesus began by addressing His prayer to Father. And the choice of address is very profound. Many people think that God is somewhere out there, fairly disinterested in us, our living, our lives, our needs, and so forth. There's a misunderstanding that God is so busy running the universe or distracted by it, that he's not interested in hearing us and hearing our prayers. I, I had a wonderful, godly man of our congregation come to me once and say, Pastor, I, I've got to apologize to you. While you were praying for communion, I was still praying uh, for, for my needs. And I assured him that, that uh, God could easily hear both of our prayers, that God didn't have to choose one or the other. And uh, prayer is a direct person-to-person -person communication with our Heavenly Father. God is never overwhelmed by too many incoming prayers. Heaven's switchboard is never busy. God is not limited by two ears. He's spirit. I can be talking with Him. You can be talking with Him. Thousands of people in the Bay Area can be talking with Him. Millions of people around the globe can be talking with Him, all simultaneously. And you have God's undivided attention. Unlike non-heavenly fathers, He doesn't get distracted. Or he's never too busy or tired or disinterested in you. Now, it's important for us to understand, Jesus could have said, our Creator, or our God, or Supreme Being, or something like that. But he said, our Father. Now, a Creator, God, or Supreme Being might be disinterested in what you have to say, but not a Father. And definitely not the Heavenly Father. Jesus wanted us to know that the heavenly Father is without comparison. He said, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. If ye then, being evil, the best Father compared to God the Father is evil. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good gifts to those that ask Him? God is the model Father. He's the perfect Father, and He wants to provide for us abundantly. James writes, Every good gift and perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, 
in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow or turning. It's, God never has a bad day. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God wants to provide for us. We don't pray to the supreme being. We pray to our Father, our Heavenly Father, who wants to give us good things, if we'll only just ask. Now, Jesus didn't say to pray to Mary or a saint. Jesus said to pray our Father. Some people have been taught that their prayers are going to have better success if they're directed to someone other than the Father. But that's not what Jesus taught or modeled. Jesus said, when you address your prayer, address your prayers to our Father. Well, to be sure, our relationship with the Father is intimate enough that this is how He requests we spend time with Him. Man, what an amazing opportunity we've been given by a loving Father in Heaven. You've been listening to Pastor Leighton Sheely here on Study Verse by Verse. To learn more, visit highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You'll be able to listen to past programs there as well as glean information about Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. Again, highlands.us. Well, tomorrow, a final look at powerful and effective prayer in Luke 11. Join us for Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.